Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. They're looking for someone to guard a trade caravan down to Glenhammer and back. Looks like a three-week round trip. Who's in charge of this caravan? Elbrit, a rather beefy dwarf woman hmm. ah. with a nice, healthy beard. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're the ones who are going to be guarding my caravan. You know, she has a very deep voice. <clears throat> yes, we are. We'll be leaving seven days from now. I trust you can see us through the dangers. Absolutely. What dangers were those again? Why not spend some time training? I think I could use some improvement in my actual combat skills, so I'm just going to focus on my swordsmanship this week. As though you can play montage jams while I work out. I'd like this week to take some time to, like, build some new gadgets. I might know a thing or two about magic. I used to sneak out and visit the old town crazy man, Murney. I think the cult wanted to know what Murney knew. Tilkus, you officially joined the Alchemist Guild. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I spend several hours each day standing on my head in meditation when I'm not working out. To achieve balance. Does Stripey meditate with you? Yeah, he stands on his head, too. You hold him up so he's sitting on your feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he, he's standing on his head, propped up on my feet while I'm standing on my head. Definitely. One with the badger? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. So we train. Stripey seems to be indulging his appetite and eating just tons of stuff here. <laughs> oh, really? He's getting bigger and bigger. Oh, he's, he's liking p- the, on uh, the cuisine. Yeah, put, packing on the pens. All right. I can get behind that. I think it's about time he let his full appetite show. I mean, I know he's had one for a while, but he kind of keeps it on the DL since we're out in the wilderness and not really... And since you're so poor. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he tries not to make me feel too bad. In case there are any other lady badgers around. <laughs> right. Just costume press. All this working out, he's kind of letting himself go. Or maybe he's just compensating like he feels like he deserves to eat more now that he's burning more calories. Uh, While you're in the bar between training sessions at the Sapphire Saber, you see a familiar face also in there. And sitting at one of the tables, you recognize Dillard. What? Dillard? Dang, dog! You're not dying! (laughs) Ding dong, Dillard, dang it! (laughs) Ding dong, dang it! Dillard, you ain't dead! (laughs) (laughs) Dillard ain't dead! (laughs) <laughs> we didn't know you were a saber. Why don't you welcome us to buy us a beer and welcome us to the club, buddy? Well, your drinks are free as long as you're paying for your place here, All so right. I don't have to buy you anything. Well, buy us a free beer. Welcome. Yeah. Go over and get it. Thanks, man. Is Dillard considering quitting now that he's met us? <laughs> now that he knows we're part of the... <laughs> he sees us, turns around, and walks out. <laughs> he's like, apparently they'll ju- accept just anyone these days. <laughs> You can see on his robes, he actually has the iron badge. Oh. He says, it's nice to see some upcoming adventurers. You know. I'm certain you're worthy to be in here after what you've done helping us out. Ah, uh, that's nice of you to say, Dillard. That's real nice. Uh, I don't know that we necessarily are, but it's nice of you nonetheless. We will we'll try. We'll try to keep up the, the good name of the Sapphire Saber, certainly. And I hope you do. It's a great place to work and live. It seems like that so far. All sorts of opportunities here. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, I've slept like a baby every night since um, since we got here. I mean, I can't say the same for Stripey. He hasn't gotten a wink. He misses Aslo and Tokus too much. 
he's just real sad about us not having sleepovers every night. But, um, yeah, what, what kinds of adventures have you been getting into lately? Oh, most recently we had to go clear up some trouble at the mine, but apparently that was already taken care of. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that, yeah, that, yep. uh... <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean, man. We, we, we've been getting sent to clean up after lesser adventures, too, all the time, constantly. Gosh, it's such so annoying, right? Such a hassle. People can't do their jobs in a timely manner. It's the worst. Amateurs, man. Mm. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's been nice chatting with you. Hope to see you around some more in the future. Yeah, man, you're, you're looking good. You got nice color. You got some muscle tone. You're looking like you're feeling feeling good so keep it up man i've been much better ever since i came back here good don't go near any crystals hey mm-hmm. at least not without some more preparation i take out the the box the sanctified box and i flip it on the table and open it up and pull out a little sandwich in a bag <laughs> like i've been stowing my no, oh shnikes i forgot about the crystal in here <laughs> is the sandwich like corrupted or <laughs> looks a little old it's using it as a lunchbox Every day. Your food rots a little faster than usual each day. <laughs> Just slightly, though. It's the opposite of what we wanted. Yeah, you you know what they say. A crystal a day keeps the hit points away. <laughs> you need to put, like, something in there that you want to rot. Like, it'll help, like, fruit ripen more quickly. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. Or you could age some wine. <laughs> right? Just stick some grape juice in there in a couple of days, man. You'll have a fine vintage. There's a lot of uses for these crystals that could potentially be uh, business assets. Hmm. We'll call it Aslo's aging... Uh, thinking of a third A word. Alcohol? Alcohol. <laughs> Aslo's aging alcohol. Aged alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I hope you're writing all these business ideas down, Aslo. Oh, yeah, for sure. My, yeah, of course, Brian is. These are pure gold could put coal in there and it'll turn to diamonds right eventually <laughs> oh heck yeah man. oh wow dude we could That's be right. filthy rich right now wow so there's just like one piece of charcoal in the corner of the <laughs> of the sacred box we're just hoping that it turns to a diamond yeah no 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 pressure no heat involved just right. just aging just the crystal it'll work That's one of these kids. days one of these days we're gonna open this box and you'll see you'll see <laughs> It'll be a diamond. (laughs) The rest of the week passes, and now feeling much more prepared and better trained and stronger in every way, you head off to meet the caravan. Yeah. But not before leveling up. Did we? Did we level up? Oh, yeah. You said in every possible way, right? So that means leveling up. I mean, I feel like those two were actually training. What was I up to the whole time? Or is this a secret we don't know? You were training your, your, your mind, right? Yeah, you've been experimenting and building things and all that. I stride into the guild hall, and I'm like, I told you so, Aslo. And I'm big and green. I shake your hand, and I'm like, excuse me, sir, have you seen my friend Tokus? <gasps> Tokus, is that is that you? And I take off your wig and put it back on just to make sure. Tokus, you, you look different. <laughs> Give me that. Is, yes. is that a new wig? Of course I look different. And you look down, and, and what does he see? Thing. Did you dye your wig? Um, <laughs> am I, am I, do I have some new? Do I have some new accoutrements? Yeah, you've got your 
pouches are overflowing with all these different gadgets and belts with vials strapped across. And oh, man, like a bandolier of vials? Yes, a bandolier of vials and the uh, various devices that are kind of strapped to your arms and such. You're just looking bad to the bone. I'm more machine than man. I stride. <laughs> it's like every walk that I make is like... Or maybe not that exaggerated. <laughs> so I have, and I haven't like come up with like a succinct name for it. So it's going to be like ridiculously long, like the Vile Thrower Three Thousand, strapped <laughs> to my, uh, to my, I guess offhand. So I'm, I'm right-handed. Yeah, probably your offhand. Yeah. So on my left arm is the Vile Thrower Three Thousand. I'll come up with a better name. Don't worry, guys. But for now, it's the Vile Thrower Three Thousand. The, the VT, the VT Three K. And I, I put one of the vials from my bandolier into the thrower just to demonstrate. And I'm like, here, here. And I start running out like I'm going to catch a pass, like a, like a football pass. Yeah. All right. And I fling, I fling it at Shaba. <laughs> oh, my God. And I cast Firebolt at Shaba. All right. I, I try to catch the Firebolt. Um, Don't drop it, Shaba, or let it break. It'll incinerate it before I can finish that sentence. Okay. Should I make an acrobatics check or a dex check? I just shot you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I'm totally into it. I mean, Firebolt is normally an attack roll, right? But if you're... I'm trying to get hit by it. <laughs> He's trying to catch Let's it. Let's say it's a deck save. Okay. A deck save. So I'll, I'll just voluntarily fail my deck save then. I'll watch it coming at me and be like, ah! <laughs> I was going to say deck save to catch it safely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So. Oh, that'd be super cool if he, like, catches it like a fly, like, with chopsticks and it doesn't break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got a 13. That's not enough, pretty sure. <laughs> All right. I want, I want the full effect. Is this like stopping a bullet kind of situation? I mean, so, similar, right? The skill involved. What is your DC here? Yeah, what's your what's your spell DC? Okay, so what would I roll to hit you with, Seth? I think it is 13, exactly. <laughs> well, I have a plus three to intelligence. Yeah, so be 13, so... He launches this little vial out at you. You run up and hold out your arms and catch it nimbly between your palms. Just hold it to your chest. But but then I, I want him to feel better about, like... No, 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 don't break it, Shaba. Those are very expensive to oh, make. Oh, okay. All I'm right. okay that you caught it, which is amazing. How did you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I just... I Something came over me, and I hand it back to him. What did you learn how to do that, Shaba? I've never seen you move like that. I've been training. What can I say? I'm, Is that a goat ball move? Uh, it was. It was a, a well-known route that they send oh, okay. to uh, re- receive receivers. Is that the term for it? The, pa- the people who receive the goats? Yes, <laughs> the goat receiver. Usually it's a lot heavier. That's why it was, <laughs> it was so easy to catch. <laughs> so, yeah. What did you guys learn while I was gone, learning all sorts of new things? And becoming better than Aslo is what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) I just learned to, like, hit stuff and shoot stuff better, pretty much. And Stripey learned to get bigger and fatter. What is that thing behind you? (gasps) (laughs) And it's Stripey, but he's, like, twice as large. (laughs) Yeah, he walks up to you and, like, sniffs your face, and he's like, stands on his hind legs, and he's actually, like, almost as tall as you are now. There's no way I could forget my arch nemesis. Uh, that's why I really trained. That was my inspiration for my training to be better than Stripey. It's like all the people on your own team are your all your enemies. By your own choice. <laughs> no, there, no. There's a difference between an enemy and a rival, Aslo. Oh, you should okay. know. You have one, and it's not me. That's true. That's true. I do. Mm. Yes, I. I've been. Uh, 
training with uh, with this, and I pull out my rapier again, and I do some fancy blade work. And you carve an A into his tunic. Yeah, <laughs> like Zoro style. And cut off his belt at the same time, so his trousers <laughs> fall down. Not funny, Aslo. I need those. No, actually, it's great. It's hilarious. I thought it was awesome. Look, Stripey is rolling around on the ground laughing right now. In the bonus episode, I thought you learned how to like throw, like do throwing uh, weapons better. Like you're better with your sword too. Oh, that too. And I throw a dagger, and it uh, it pins your jacket to the wall. <laughs> Keep going. This is fun. Do me, do me. And I just start doing jumping jacks and see if you can. I'm like, no, no, I'm done chilling off. That's oh, all for now. So, which college was that again? The School of Hard Knocks. Uh, Sword. That's right. <laughs> College of Swords. I'm liking the way we look, guys. I think we've made some real, some real improvements. Tokus, I like your your funny hat and clothes that you're wearing. Is that an alchemist thing? Wait, I, I have a new hat. <laughs> I don't remember getting a new hat. I know I have the bandolier and the arm gadget and the. Oh, let me show you this thing. And I take out like like an Indiana Jones whip and then I th- whip uh, who me. Do me, do me again. Oh, uh, uh, sure. All right, all right. So I'll whip, I'll whip Shaba with, uh, with uh, my lightning lure. Oh wow! I get a real good shock, huh? Well, that's only if I push the button. Oh, uh, okay. You don't want me to push the button, do you? No, Shaba? try it. I want to see. Uh, okay. So I push the button. <laughs> oh, that was great. Get over here. I, I give it a nice tug, but I can't move you for some reason because you're too strong now. <laughs> Um, I really liked that, Tokus. I mean, it wasn't, it was very painful, but I was very impressed by your, your skills. Yeah, but think about all the cool things I could do with this gadget. Oh, I know. It's awesome. You could probably swing from things with it. Uh, I don't know if it's strong enough to... So, Shabo, you take two points of damage from that. Okay. I, I thought that all alchemists wore pointy hats. Or was I mistaken? Do I have a hat? I don't remember establishing if I have a hat. Are you really an alchemist now? I'm not sure I believe you. I didn't know what the standard alchemist uniform is. I think you have a helmet. Yeah. Oh, you're just wearing your regular helmet? Well, wouldn't I, I'd be like a weird amalgam, right? So I've got like the pin from the Sapphire Sabres, and then I have like... Your arm cannon. Arm cannon, right? So I'm like Mega Man mixed with Indiana Jones. What's it called? The Magic Zing Flinger? Is that the name of your device? Uh, the the vile thrower. No, the uh, I forgot it already. It was pretty good. Oh, it was. Something, something like three thousand. Vile thrower three thousand. Yeah, the vile th- the, the VT three K. Okay, yeah. For now, patent pending. What about the Vilapult? Oh, the Vilapult three thousand. The VP three K. VP three K. Yeah, it's pretty good. Vilapult. Yeah, I might actually write that down. All right, guys. Well, three. Well, sweet. I feel good. I feel like we've all grown this week. I think you're right, Aslo. I feel like we have improved to a point where maybe we can not suck at this next quest we're about to do. Oh, I'm going to be great. I, in <laughs> fact, I should just hand my sword over to... I don't need this anymore. I don't need that anymore. Well, Aslo, now you can trade it in for your rusty one. That's true. And do one more point of damage. Speaking of rust, your armor and sword, respectively, are still rusted. Right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Have they gotten worse? Don't say that, Shava. No, I was just curious because he's <laughs> same speaking team, of same team. <laughs> now, as long as you're maintaining it, it won't get any worse. Well, we still need to find a gnomish armor. I won't have anybody else look at my father's armor. Well, we will be heading toward Glenhammer. I'm sure the dwarves have some traffic with the gnomes. Maybe we can mm. f- locate someone there. 
Are you saying that all shorter races know other shorter races, Shaba? Yes. I'm generalizing to make a racially prejudiced statement. That's exactly what I feel like you're being shortest, and I don't know (laughs) if I appreciate that. I am. It's true. It's hard when you're so tall not to look Mm -hmm. down on people. (laughs) Literally? Yeah. I meant that literally, not like from a moral perspective. So do we literally have like changes like that, though? Like, am I rocking an alchemist guild garb or something like a trench coat be kind of cool that would be so cool <laughs> if you had a bandolier of vials and a like an arm catapult and a black trench coat you know how awesome you'd be the coolest looking dnd <laughs> short character ever <laughs> you could buy a trench coat would that even give me any like additional it would give you stats. cool points tokus yeah, That's dude. all that matters. Oh, I need I do need more pockets for things. Make a have yeah. a custom tailored trench coat made for you with pockets of many shapes and sizes. With my remaining 6 gold, 1 silver and 7 copper. <laughs> a custom tailored trench coat. That's such a cool idea that I will give you some gold to do it. All right, so I go to the tailors. Yeah, we actually run into each other there because I've decided to get a hat with a feather sticking out of it. Nice. I like that, too. Let's say that we did this at the beginning of the week because we preemptively knew how awesome we were going to be at the end of the week. Yeah, that's So great. that we can have them make the coat while we're, while we're training. Perfect. How much would a custom trench coat cost me? Probably not that much. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It's just fabric and some pockets. The coat. Let's say, like, four silver get it nicely customized with all the extra pockets. Mm. I'm going to be carrying so much change because I'm going because I have one <laughs> silver. So I'm going to go down Luckily to you'll five. have tons of pockets to put it in. I'm doing this math right. It's 10 silver for every gold or 100 silver for every ten. gold. Yeah. It is 10. You'll have more trouble actually finding the change you're carrying than carrying it itself. And how much for like a sort of like a wide-brimmed hat? It's like wide-brimmed hat maybe with one side folded mm. up. And then a big, uh, big plume of a feather sticking Musketeer out. style. I like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do they have clothes in here at all? Probably not. <laughs> they do. Probably not specific. They have, like, u- yeah. like outfits. They did that like in the second edition book. Yeah. Um, say, like, 15 copper. All right. I think I can manage that. A totally worthy expense. We better be making some money on this uh, next expedition. <laughs> or I'm just going to blow my money on new gadgets and clothing and... Frivolous, worldly things that Tokus doesn't really believe in anyway. You should be earning roughly 31 gold pieces over the course of this adventure each. All right. Let's say we go uh, adventuring then. Yeah, let's talk to Elbert. Let's go caravanning. So you meet Elbert over at the Onyx Gate. You see that she is getting together a group of six large wagons, each with their own teams of horses pulling them, and several other dwarves and a couple of humans getting ready to set out. Awesome. We go to within about ten paces of her, and then we just pause with our hands on our hips, and like we're posing for a photo, and just let <laughs> we just let the wind, you know, kind of take our clothing. Right, I'm showing off my trench coat, as Lowe's showing off the new hat. And when she turns around, it's like she has to probably try not to faint from how awesome we look. <laughs> and you're like, you're like holding Stripey out like in front of you like it's Simba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, up in front. Oh, Right. All right, so she turns and sees you all standing there and says, Oh, good, my guards. 
Glad to see you've made it. <laughs> my, my feather droops a little bit. Does she know that we're only level three? I mean, by all accounts, we look like we're at least level three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> she knows that you are bronze tier members of Seven <laughs> Yeah, so basically, yeah. But we're members, mm-hmm. and that's what matters. Yeah, I asked my wife the other day if it was cliche, if it would be cliche to post a Lion King meme uh, when my son is born. She said she didn't know. I think it probably <laughs> no. Uh, she's going to ask you to hold the child up, and you know that <laughs> her taking the picture yeah, right. for her Facebook account. Yeah. <laughs> right, while she like lies in the bed exhausted after giving right, birth. Can I just say real quick, real quick, can we have just a moment of recollection here? Yeah. We've been recording this for some time. We finally made it to level three without dying. I think that's a real accomplishment, guys. It's definitely a real accomplishment. I think we should really... Very, very real. Really speed up the pace of this show, but also pat each other on the back. I feel so bad for our listeners who stayed with us this whole time, all the way into estimated, what, January? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty like awesome. That. So, oh, you, you guys, you listeners are really awesome. We we do this not just for ourselves, but for for you guys. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I think there's more to D and D than leveling up. You know, that's very profound, Jay. I feel like that could be applied to life. I think so. There's more yeah. to life than leveling up. Believe yeah, it or not, that's true. There's more to life than slaying monsters and mm-hmm. rolling dice. Yeah. You know? It's about the friends we make, right? Right. It's about the relationships we forge. And the experience points we gain. It's about the NPCs you insult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the terrible puns. No, no, no. It's the friends you make. Yeah, the, like Olaf. Yeah, the terrible puns, the friends you make, and the gold pieces you acquire. <laughs> Guess what I'm trying to say, guys, is I never thought I'd be here. Part of the Sapphire Sabers, part of the Alchemist Guild. Hmm. I feel like the least like impressive thing that I've done is become part of Aslo's company. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think I probably don't even put that on my resume Yeah, that doesn't anymore. really look on the list That kind of falls off the end, right? As you build your resume and you do your most recent accomplishments The old ones kind of just eh, Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to pull that one off I'm going to bump that off yeah. <laughs> Let's keep this to one page <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you kind of got to do that at this point um, Before we actually go and meet up with Elbrit. I haven't really had a ranged weapon other than my daggers since we started this entire show. So, wow. I figured it's about time I buy a crossbow. Hmm. Yeah, well, Tokus, you don't need your crossbow anymore. You got a vial, a, you got a spell a pult. Well, actually, about that, so I don't think I have my light crossbow anymore. Didn't I deconstruct that to make the vial a pult 3K? Oh, did you? I'm trying to remember exactly what we said happened in the bonus episode. Uh, I mean, that sounds like something that you might do. Yeah, probably so that you don't have to spend any extra gold on it. You just yeah. take your crossbow apart. Yeah, so okay. you guys asked me, where's your crossbow, Tokus? <laughs> uh, right here. It's modified. <laughs> it's right here. It's a whole different animal now. Yeah, so I will take that out of my inventory. What is the name of the one-handed crossbow? Is it just a hand crossbow? Hand crossbow. Yeah. See... I mean, I mean, again, obviously, Brian, you're going to make your own choice, but I feel like, strategically, I would have used my crossbow a lot more if it wasn't two-handed. Well, all crossbows require two hands in order to load them. To reload, yeah. Yeah, but if you're in between loading, like, you're, you have a free hand. You just be like the, uh, the, the old pirate captains used to do. You take out your two pistols, fire each, and then drop them and switch to swords. <laughs> you get those first two shots off. Just putting it out there like i i didn't like that it kind of it seemed encumbering it didn't seem to add to my character granted now i have other ranged options so it's probably less 
even less exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thane, you're looking at me with like the blankest look right now. <laughs> you're just like, what are you talking about, Sean? Crossbows are usually backup weapons yeah. in D&D. Most people who use crossbows don't use them like as their main weapon type. So, Shaba, can you uh, see... I need to know more about Stripey so that I can best defeat him. <laughs> what happened to your badger? I don't even recognize him. Oh, you will learn in due time about Stripey, my friend. Don't you worry <laughs> about that. Soon enough, you shall see. I shoot Stripey uh, angry stare. You don't just shoot Stripey? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't shoot him. Yeah. Shaba's watching. He ignores you. He looks away. <laughs> See, that's why he's my nemesis, because he just irks me so much. Because he refuses to stoop to your level. He just rubs me the wrong way. He just won't even recognize me as a true threat that I am. That's right. So, yes, you're at the Onyx Gate, talking with Elbrit. She says, we're just about ready to set out. Or, sorry, lower voice. We're just about ready to set out. And <laughs> it's disconcerting hearing you talk like that. <laughs> it startles me again. We're ready when you are, Captain. I mean, not that you're a captain, but we're ready when you are. No, just call me Albert. That's good enough. Okay. Can I can I call you Lord Lord of all caravans? Because that sounds a little cooler. Lord of the caravan. <laughs> yeah. I am the caravan master, so you can call me that. I'll call you Master Elbrit. Why don't you just decide on a name? <laughs> I'll go with one or the other. Anyway, okay, yeah, we're ready when you are. Lord of all caravans. <laughs> we'll be setting out shortly. I don't care how you position yourselves as long as the entire caravan is protected. Oh, great. I go and stand on the back of a cart with my legs spread and my arm, one arm on my hip and the other arm, like, perched in front of me. <laughs> and wait for it to begin moving. <laughs> okay... <laughs> I stand on top of a horse and wait for it to begin moving <laughs> I meant I don't care where you put yourselves around the wagons I got you I thought you were talking literal like physical position Why didn't you say so, Captain? Got it <laughs> We surround the, the uh, carts we're real, One thing that you'll find about us is we're real good at following directions Yes, very, very good <laughs> Well, just don't make a fool out of yourselves or out of me on this trip. <laughs> wow, it's uh, pretty let's, tall. Let's order. just get started, shall we? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's get the first mile under our belts, and then we'll think we'll think more about making fools of things. So eventually, you set out. It's like nine o'clock in the morning, and first mile puts you just outside of town. The caravan seems to be going well, so you're you've got a group here of yourselves plus nine others and a dozen horses. Aside from you three, there are two other guards who are both dwarves. They're walking alongside some of the carts. They're also humans and dwarves driving each of the carts. Okay. So we'll space ourselves out. Like, we just ask them where they want to be, like toward the front or toward the back or in the middle or whatever, and we'll kind of spread out, covering the rest of the area. So they take up positions on either side near the middle, a little bit offset from each other. By, like, the third and fourth carts on the left and the right side. All right. So we'll uh, take up the... Uh, I'll take up the rear, I guess. The fifth and sixth carts. And then if you two want to take up the front, I'll cover the back two carts. All right. Sounds good. I don't see why that's a problem. Okay. I, I have a newfound 
confidence that has nothing to do with anything other than my new gadgets. <laughs> and knowledge. And knowledge. And knowledge, yep. Bet you'd like to know what this is, and I hold out a very interesting, swirling, weird vial at Aslo. <laughs> Aslo says, I would, but why don't you wait until it's relevant to to use and then tell us about it <laughs> that's a uh, really good, good point. great yeah, idea I, I put it back into my put it back into my bandolier <laughs> so what boss needs to know their employees skills and abilities before yeah exactly yeah exactly nah yeah you, you don't know what, want to know all the cool things i just learned that's nope. overrated you're already you're already on the team you don't i don't need to know what you can do just wait till the time is right Tokus. you must look deep inside your heart well, I can't wait till we get jumped by bandits or something. <laughs> bandits are real good at looking deep inside your heart. That's true. <laughs> deep inside your wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Deep inside your rib cage, where your heart is. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right. So the day passes pretty uneventfully. The squeaking of the wheels and the occasional neighing of the horses and clopping of hooves just droning on. Hmm lulls you to sleep, and you wake up in the back of a wagon piled with soft furs. <laughs> oh, have I been sleeping this whole time? You come to a stop first at Nighton. If you wanted to visit Olaf or anything, otherwise we'll just skip ahead. We do. We'll visit Olaf. We'll just, we'll each position ourselves around one of the windows of the inn, and then whenever he, like, walks by to, like, deliver beer to a table, we pop up and stare at him and then pop back down again. <laughs> so he thinks he's seeing visions of us, and then we leave. Yeah, but he doesn't recognize us because of our <laughs> Yeah, because we're so awesome now. And new clothes, but mostly the new clothes. Yeah, it makes him think of us and wish that we were actually there. You see him do a couple of double takes now and again as he peeks out the window and sees you. <laughs> After a couple of times, he seems to be purposely ignoring you, <laughs> refusing to look outside. He just shakes his head. Awesome. All right. Okay, we move on. <laughs> we don't even go inside. We just, <laughs> yeah, just there's leave. No, there's no need to grace, grace him with our presence right now. Yeah, we don't want him to bother us, so we just keep going. Right, he's going to want to hear all about how we've been doing and how we got so awesome, and it'll just, we'll, we'll have to hold up the whole caravan. Nobody wants that. Nah, nobody wants that. All right, so the next day, or the next night, you arrive at Lytics Cross, and you see a considerable amount of activity here. As you pull in, there are carts full of mining equipment, wagons getting loaded up. And it looks like there's a group getting ready to set out sometime soon with all of this gear. Hmm. Where are y'all headed? Oh, we're going back up north. They reopened the mine. Oh, that's wonderful news. H- how, how'd that happen? Sounds like you guys must have had some really awesome and capable adventurers to plug those holes that you had plaguing you with monsters from the underworld. <laughs> I don't know the details myself. But, oh, yeah, neither did we. <laughs> I guess that was oddly specific. But, yeah, we're just passing through. We have no idea what's going on here. Didn't even know the mine was closed down. Just some humble travelers. Yeah. Well, have it. Have a good day. And you too, Sir Giant. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, may the Ramlord always be behind you, looking over your shoulder while you're mining things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want a Ram Lord looking over my shoulder. We need to learn more about this Ram Lord of yours, Shaba. He doesn't always seem to have our best interests. 
if you would like, then I can preach you a sermon around the campfire, so you'll know all you all you need about to know about the Ram Lord and his goodness. Hmm. Um, the next day finds you on your approach to Kaplan Hill. As it's getting towards evening now, and you can see the village lights up ahead in the distance, still a couple of miles away, you feel a familiar rumble Uh-oh. in the ground. What? Guys, two quests with one stone. <laughs> the horses start to rear up and go out of control. As you see something in front of the second cart bursts up. Quick, get the horses up in the trees. There's an onkeg coming. <laughs> Shaba, did you remember to bake those onkeg treats like we talked about? Dang it! I completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I, oh, no. I thought I told you to bring them with us. You didn't oh, even no. make them. Oh, Shaba, that was like three weeks I ago. I was still perfecting the recipe, guys. I'm sorry. Ah, it needed okay. a pinch more of turmeric, and it would have been perfect. But I just mm. didn't have time. I was training too hard. That's fair, oh, man. Well, I guess we'll have to fight him then. I guess so. Uh, The caravanners start to kind of scatter a little bit as the horses start running away. A few seconds after that first one bursts out in front of this cart, you see another one come out right next to the fifth cart in line. Holy schmazoli. The other guards draw their weapons, and let's go with initiative. The Damage Guild Podcast. As the ancient tomes have foretold, more or less. What are you doing? What are you doing? Shouldn't you be curled up in front of a warm, crackling hearth with a mug of spiced cider in your hands and a tasteful holiday-themed turtleneck sweater wrapped around your sweet bod, nestled into all your crevices, perhaps performing a carol or two with your loved ones? Nothing serious, just for fun. But no, you're not, are you? You're here with us. And you know what you just realized? Despite what day it is, it's Christmas Eve, you've realized that you've been so busy shopping for holiday presents for your friends and loved ones that you forgot to pick up a little something for yourself, didn't you? Which you clearly deserve because you've been extra specially good this year. Well... Thank Kavaki, you are in luck, because it's the Damage Guild store, and it's filled with all kinds of great stocking stuffers just in time for the holidays. No, not really, because it's a little late for that. It'll never get there in time. Why did you procrastinate so long? You're never going to get that sweet Damage Guild swag before Santa gets his grubby paws all over it. Everything's fine. Don't freak. You can still go to the store. You can still order yourself something nice. It's just you're not going to get it until probably at this point later this week or in the new year. But that's okay. You can still do it. Just go to thedamageguild.com slash shop. Check out all the sweet merch there. We've got some brand new stuff coming up soon. So keep checking back and we'll, we'll be here for you with all of the wonderful Damage Guild stuff that you want and need and crave. In other news, we're streaming next week. We'll have a 
larger announcement about that next week. Uh, we're going to be streaming on New Year's Day on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Damage Guild. It's going to be great. You should all be there. If you have not uh, checked up on our sister project, the Champions of the Multiverse campaign, you can do that on YouTube. Go to our website, thedamageguild.com, click on the YouTube link, and you can watch the first three live-streamed episodes there to catch up. Although we are starting a new mini-arc in the campaign with a new DM, so you can start watching there, and you'll be fine. Also, we've come together and discussed an opportunity for you. This is an opportunity for you to contribute in a meaningful way to our show. Get on Twitter, follow us, give us an at mention with your idea for a, for a name of something. An NPC, an inn, a town, a country, uh, a, hey, even maybe like a god or a language or something like that. And if we like it, we're going to use it on this very broadcast, and we'll give you a shout out when when it comes up. Uh, we want to give you the chance to have a more meaningful impact on the show. So again, give us an at mention on Twitter. Give us a name if you don't. If you just at mention us and don't give us a name, we may pick you and we may use your name. So I mean, if you have an awesome name, then hey, why not try that out for size? That would be fun to contribute to podcast history, right? And by having your name be the name of a shop owner or a, uh, an evil overlord or something. I don't know. We'll see what Thane cooks up. He's usually got a few tricks up his sleeve. So go ahead and do that. Head to Twitter. Uh, we are at Damage Guild on Twitter. That's all I got for you this week. Please have a wonderful holiday. Enjoy it. Don't stop. I mean, don't not listen to this, but just be with your loved ones because cherish these moments. There are too few in this life. So have a wonderful time. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy uh, the people that you care about. And enjoy the rest of this episode. And we're going to see you next Monday. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. Okay. <clears throat> to initiative. And beyond. <laughs> that would be a 10 for Aslo. Shabba's on a 15. I rolled... I got six. And Stripey? Uh, does he go on mine or on his own? He has his own initiative. Oh, I believe okay. is how it works. All right. He goes on a six. And Tokus, yours was... I rolled a four, six. but my initiative is two, base two. All right. Well, the other two guards react faster than any of you do. <laughs> You're making a great impression, guys. <laughs> Immediately pull out their bows and attack, uh, focused on the Ankeg in front. Between the two of them, they managed to stick three arrows into it. Nice. Wow. Well done. Impressive. So you see the three arrows pierce into the Ankeg, which is angered by this sudden attack and jumps completely out of its hole to... Reach towards the first threatening thing that it can find. And since it's between the first and second carts, Aslo, you're the lucky target. Oh, yay! <laughs> I never win anything. <laughs> Make a dexterity save. Two plus four, that's a six. Well, that is not enough. So, 
The Anke rears back and spits a stream of acid straight into your face. <gasps> oh, goodness. And you kind of hold up your hands to block it, but it still sprays through your fingers. Yeah. And you take six points of damage. Jeez. You yes. jerk. That was to the Ankeg, not you. Okay. <laughs> uh, the other one is right next to Shaba. And you seem to be at least as appetizing as one of the horses. <laughs> so it reaches over and bites you. Or Ouch. A whopping 18 points of damage. This is the other one that hasn't yes. been hurt? Dang, that's how many hit points I had at last level. <laughs> and you are grappled as you, it holds you in its mandibles. Oh no. And it's your turn. Um, I ungrapple myself. How do I do that? <laughs> so, grappling just means that you can't move, and in order to escape, you need to take an action... With either acrobatics or athletics, check against its set DC. Okay. Uh, I guess acrobatics it is. Nope. It's not going to do it. And you can feel acid dripping from its mouth Ooh. in addition to the piercing of the mandibles. I'm going to go down. This is not off to a good start, guys. <laughs> nope. Certainly not. Going to do anything with the bonus action? Uh... Do I have Horde Breaker? Did I take that? Is that a thing that I have? That's not your version of Ranger. Okay. All right. Never mind. Um, oh, yeah. I will use my Stone's Endurance as a reaction to reduce the damage dealt to me by 1d12 plus 1. Yeah, seems like a good time to use it. I don't think you've ever used that before, have you? Uh, I've used it oh, once I've or twice. It like once or twice, yeah. This is in reaction to the 18 damage? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's useful. Dang it. I only yeah. rolled a two, though. Oh. So, so I make three hit points back. I mean, it's something. Okay, Aslo's turn. You hear the chaos erupting around you as these creatures attack. Yeah, I will um, spin around with a surge of courage. I will draw two short swords from my side and charge at the, uh, at the Ankeg and try to attack it. Holy Where'd you get crap. those, Aslo? Yeah, how'd you learn to use that second sword at the same time you're using the first? As I'm, like, running toward the Ankeg, I said, Well, guys, I spent the last week practicing with my swords, and it <laughs> turns out that I know how to use two swords at once. So, that's really useful. Oh, that's that's awesome! They call that. <laughs> you're right next to it already. But... <laughs> right, it's like one of those weird shots where it's like, he's still running, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Explaining. So, first one's a nine. That's a miss. Probably going to miss. And second one is an eight. So we're off to a good start. So maybe you don't actually know how to use two at once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still learning. <laughs> and the uh, second attack is my bonus action. Is that right? Two weapon fighting? Yes. Okay, cool. Tokus, the one on keg here is about 15 feet away from you mm -hmm. when the Aslo is fighting. And the other one is a good 50 feet at least. Very far. How far can I... What's my base movement again? Uh, 20. I'm slower because of my armor. Yeah, be 20. 20. Feet, you said 50 feet. Shaba needs me, though. <laughs> I do. Okay, I will move as far as I can towards the one that's eating Shaba. <laughs> okay. So you make it almost halfway there. Unless you want to take your action to run. If I run, like, I don't get to do anything else, obviously. So I'm, like, 25 feet away? About... All right, I'm going to load up the VP3K yeah. with a salvo. So one of my 
bandoliered vials. Loading it up. Aim. And look at the stats for this ability. Uh, make a roll. Ooh, okay. That's a number. 15. 15 attack roll? Yeah, so that's my intelligence bonus plus what I rolled, right? Intelligence bonus plus proficiency plus your roll. Okay, actually, so 17. Mm. That hits. And d10 damage. I rolled a one. (laughs) Yay, minimum. Are Onkeg's flammable? (laughs) No. So what did you just do? Yeah, I was just shooting a little fireball. Okay. Just do like uh, like the animes and and like say whatever you're casting as you cast it. Firebolt. (laughs) Firebolt. (laughs) Fireball. Well, it's just that you said you launched this little thing at it, and you didn't You're say like, what it what was you, doing. What am I? Yet. What's what's in the thing? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, none of us knew. <laughs> so I loaded up a firebolt. All right. So yeah, the vial explodes on it, but doesn't seem to have much effect. Obviously, with that one point of damage. Oof. Don't worry. I shout to Shaba. Don't worry, Shaba. I'm coming. <laughs> so it's smoldering a little bit on its side. Nice. So they're not flammable, is what you're saying? Because Firebolt goes on to say something along the lines of a flammable object hit by the spell ignites. Objects are not creatures. There's a difference in D&D terms. Oh, yeah. Ah. Okay. It does also say worn or carried. So I can't light somebody's armor or shield on fire, but I can light something in a room on fire? (laughs) Correct. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for clarifying. And it is Stripey's turn. Okay, so Tokus, as you're running toward me, you notice that... um, that Stripey is nowhere to be seen. What? And so Stripey I... Stripey learned invisibility. <laughs> yeah. So I struggle, <laughs> I struggle against the beast who's holding me and for a moment, for a brief moment, manage to free a hand. I reach into my pack and I pull out what appears to be a large wooden sphere. And the bottom half is painted white and the top half is painted red. And there's a hinge on the back and a button on the front. And I cast the sphere on the ground and I say, Stripe at you, you done got chosen, son. And it opens up and Stripey is inside with a sweatband around his head and two boxing gloves on his hands. And he growls at the beast. Is he and, fighter type? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He's, he's Stripey? Stripe. He's Hitmon Stripe. A chew, hitmons, yeah, and he he growls and uh, lashes out at the at the onkeg. I always pictured Stripey if he was a Pokemon to be like more like a sand shrew. I know it's random for me to picture <laughs> your your pet as a Pokemon, but so what actually happens is Stripey lunges <laughs> at, at the creature from outside of your backpack. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so he got a nineteen on his bite attack and a fifteen on his claws. It was both hit. All right. Nice. Deal some damage. So the bite deals three, and the claws deal six. Gosh, Stripey's already better than me <laughs> in my new form, my new he's, ascended form. He's really not. I, I just rolled well. I was just like, dink. <laughs> and Stripey's just like, Rah. Actually, so far, Stripey has done more damage than all of us combined. <laughs> so, yeah. It's true. I haven't even gotten a shot off. Uh, Stripey unleashes his heretofore unseen fury <laughs> for a total of nine points of damage at the Ankeg. Yeah. Just biting and clawing and tearing into it with all of his might. All right, Stripey. 
Yeah. Making his debut. It's good that he made a strong debut, making us look bad. It's his yeah. first time like act- in actual combat. Yeah, his attack bonuses are real bad. I just happened to roll well on both those dice. He's got like a plus three to hit in both. Uh, the two guards go next. One of them turns its attention towards the one attacking Shaba, but unfortunately misses with both of his arrows. No. The other one continues to attack the first Ankeg and shoots it twice. It is still up. However, you can see its blood is pouring down and it's starting to look a little bit weaker. The one that attacked Aslo attacks again, this time trying to lunge in for a bite, but Aslo nimbly ducks underneath. And we move on to Shaba. You can feel the pressure of his mandibles just squeezing on you, but you're holding them back, pushing them away as much as you possibly can, so he doesn't get any actual bite. Okay, so now I have to try to escape again? You can just attack, also. I can? What? Grappling grappling Mm. means you can't move, but it doesn't stop you from doing anything else. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I just shoot it in the face, then. Jeez. <laughs> Does he even get to Hunter's Market, or...? Yeah, I'll Hunter's Market and then shoot it in the face. Uh, you do have disadvantage for attacking in melee. Okay. Would I have disadvantage attacking with a sword? No. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'd have to drop my bow to take out my sword. Uh, so I'll just try to shoot it, and I missed. Alright, so it's kind of like lifted you off of your feet and you're trying to steady yourself enough to shoot, but your arrow goes wide. Oh, man. This is not bad news. Bad news. Aslo. Uh, last time, did I talk, attack the one that's eating Shaba? No. You're at the opposite end of the caravan. Okay. I want to see if I can run over there to try to help him so that our ranger doesn't die. Okay, it'll take, again, a couple of rounds to actually get there. Would he, he's, you got more movement than me. You could probably make it to where I am, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've got some extra... I mean, actually, I'm only at 25. 25 Okay, feet. so you move five more feet than me. Um, alright. I'll take two more swings at this one, then. Well, the good news, I got a 16 on one, and I got a one on the other. But as a halfling, I get to re-roll the one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> turns it into a two, so... <laughs> Hey, that's double what it was before. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Twice as much. Yeah. Half bad, <laughs> as they say. Um, so with the 16 plus 4, 20, I'm going to deal uh, 7 damage. So you reach up and lunge at its soft underbelly for 7 points of damage? That is kind of nice when you dual wheel that you get multiple attacks with one action. It's still two actions. Action oh. and bonus action. Ah, so one's roped into a bonus action. Mm-hmm. That's still nice. It's looking pretty weak, but it's still going. Tokus. Okay, I'm going to strategically move to Shaba. I want to be 15 feet within Shaba, or the best that I can gauge 15 feet. Okay, you can get that close. Okay. And uh, as I'm striding over to Shaba, I will unfurl my whip, my lightning lure. It's almost like a, a bike chain with some cables running along it. <laughs> it's just just think like greasy bike chain but it's got a button at the end of it so i unfurl this this contraption and i say don't worry shaba i'm coming oh man and i'm gonna give it a nice <laughs> and i try to rope the the onkeg that's eating shaba okay is that an attack roll I don't know what kind of roll I'm supposed to make for this. I'm, I'm looking at the ability. It says, a creature you must see must pass a strength save 
or be pulled up to 10 feet in a straight line to you. So there's no roll you make. They have to make the save against you. Yep. So I, I hope that Onkegs aren't very good at strength checks. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> Why are you laughing? They're probably pretty strong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got a total of a 20. So you try to grip it, but it just throws off the whip before you get a chance to mm, do anything. It wraps its tongue around your whip, and it's like, mmm, spaghetti, and starts slurping you in. <laughs> so the whip did touch the Onkeg, but the Onkeg just kind of shrugged it off. Yeah. And that's my whole turn, isn't it? No. <laughs> With the spell, it only deals damage once you've actually pulled them. Mm-hmm. I, they have to move within five feet of me to take the 1d8 lightning. Yeah. I wasn't concerned about the damage. I wanted to move the Ankeg. I'd say the lightning part of it maybe only extends that five feet down the rope, and then the rest of it's just the pulling part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Well, I'm, I'm trying, Chava. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Stripey. Uh, this thing's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's awesome. It looks super sweet. I hope you actually get to connect. I just need to recalibrate it. Stripey takes the gloves off and throws them on the ground. He's like, all right, now it's on. <laughs> but he says that in Badger language, except I can understand him now. And wow, I rolled high again. An 18 and a 20 to hit. Wow. All right, let's get, let's get some okay. damage in here. Okay, five on the bite. And another five on the claws. Stripey is really showing all of you up. (laughs) He is, man. He's rocking it. The guards go again. So one of them fires two more arrows at the one attacking Aslo, and the second one strikes it in the eyes, and you see it lurch backwards and collapse into the middle of the road. Nice. The one that's trying to save Shabo once again misses with both of his attacks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> he, he shoots me instead. <laughs> Not me, you idiot. <laughs> you see the arrows just kind of deflected by the Ankeg's shell. Dang. That Ankeg decides that the giant that it's eating is not nearly as big of a threat as the small no. badger that's no. riding on top of no. it. No, I am. I'm a bigger threat. I yell at it and spit in its face. I'm the bigger threat. Eat me. Eat me now. Come on. Eat me. And I headbutt it. <laughs> I don't think it understands you. Uh, I I say mean things to it and push it. And say, what? What are you going to do, huh? Huh? What? And the Ankeg decides to release you and makes an attempt to bite Stripey. But misses. Stripey <sighs> jumps goodness. between its its mandibles and just lands nimbly at your side, oh. hissing angrily. Goodness. Shaba, your turn. Okay. Attack roll without disadvantage on my hunter's mark. All right. Uh, that's a 20 to hit. Well, technically, you're still in melee range. Unless you uh, move I away and give take, it... I will take a five-foot step back. I will move <laughs> five feet back and attack. Give it the chance to attack you if you do that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. It makes a bite at you, but you pull out of its range. <sighs> Thank goodness. Um, I dealt eight damage to it. And then can I continue my move after that? Yeah. All right, I pull back the rest of my 25-foot movement, and I'm like, stripey. Wait, you you move, shot, move? Yeah. Is that a new thing? No, you can do that in fifth. It used to be a oh. feat that you had to like wait a really long time to get, <laughs> called spring attack. But in fifth edition, you could just do that. Um, so hmm. I'll call stripey to, to my side. I'll say, uh, give him one last good one, and then get back here. 
Is that something I could do, like when my lightning lure fails, like move part of my movement and then move the rest of it? Yeah, the the only issue, the reason why it's not done more often is, as Stan just said, your enemy will get an attack of opportunity on you, yeah. Because you're executing a move within five feet or less of the enemy? Yeah, you're moving away from a threatened space. Mm. Mm-hmm. Aslo, the one that was attacking you is now dead, or in its death throes on the ground, and you still hear reeling and shouting from behind you or from the back mm. of the caravan so i can see they're fighting with it and about how far away did you say it was so like 70 feet maybe to work your way through the wagons all right i'll start uh running in that direction but on my way i will use my action to cast sleep on the onkeg. <laughs> um so it's got a range of 90 feet and i will roll some good old d8s we got two, three, that's five, plus six is eleven, plus one, plus three. So, fifteen hit points. So, as you sprinkle the sand of the sleep spell, <laughs> it gets in your face because you're running. <laughs> <laughs> and twirl around on one foot. The onkeg weaves back and forth, and then falls down onto the ground. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I didn't think that was enough. Awesome. Oh, it was just barely enough. Thank oh, wow. goodness. Okay. Don't we need to bring a piece of that on keg back for credit though? Uh, heck yeah, we do. We got to bring its head. Yeah. We cut off both of their heads. Um, I'll let Stripey <laughs> do the final blow. He was the all-star of that combat. So I'll let him take the coup de gras on the sleeping on keg. How does like combat work with sleep? Do we all like surround it and then all pounce on it at the same time? Yeah, you can basically just coup de gras. Yeah, once it's asleep. It's incapacitated, so you can just kill it. I let Stripey break its mandibles open and crawl inside its face <laughs> and rip out its <laughs> brain from inside. <laughs> it's gruesome. Yeah. It just, he just bites onto the spinal cord and pulls the whole... Oh, wait. <laughs> Bugs don't have spinal cord. Uh, sorry, guys. Getting a little, uh, a little vicious there. I'd like to see Aslo kill it, actually. Like, you kept missing with your dual swords. Like, it would be sweet to you just have you go, like... Ah, just, just drive them both in. Skewer, skewer it. Yeah, I'll do a cool, like, spin around with both swords and then try and... Chop off its head. Why don't we just all imagine us doing amazing, like, <laughs> kills on the Onkeg, and then Thane tells us what actually yeah. happened. Or else, like, it's already dead, and we just keep, like, doing kill shots on it. <laughs> so, Stripey first dives in and starts tearing at its neck, just shaking back and forth. And then Aslo runs up a few seconds later and thrusts his two swords into it, and then, <laughs> I guess... I just fold my arms and stand back and watch, because this is great. <laughs> Tokus comes up moments later and stabs it, or did you not have your sword anymore? No, I mean, I still have my sword. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm busy coiling back my lightning lure. It's kind of hard to put away, so. <laughs> I thought it was automatically retracting. That's how it pulls things in. Oh, yeah, Tokus. You didn't know the strength of your own mm. in- invention. I did not. Yeah, I walk over there and check it out and say, hey, hey, don't spoil the sample. I want some of that. That acidic uh, venom oh, yeah. can be very oh, yeah. useful. Yeah, we gotta add some of that to your repertoire. Gotta work on that hair tonic. Mm-hmm. Do I have more, like, slots for vials now that I have, like, the trench coat? That's kind of what I was hoping. Yeah, I mean, you've got pretty much whatever you need. 
sweet. Within reason. <laughs> Don't say within reason, because, like, to me, <laughs> Tokus's reason is, like, he has, like, vials, like, in his pockets, in his ears, yeah. like... You're going to bleed the acid glands dry of both of those beasts. I would like to fill maybe more than one vial with this stuff. It seems potent. All right. Uh, make, um, make an alchemist kit check. Okay. So, in- wait, intelligence and proficiency? Yeah. 18. Okay. So I'll say between the two of them, you can extract three vials worth. One of the guards comes up to Aslo and says, Good work on that one. Oh, thank you. It was all me. Pretty sure Stripey dealt the most damage that combat. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. Yeah, his damage is almost as much as everyone else's combined, including the guards. So you've heard that there's a bounty on these things, so... I think it would be fair if the three of you take that one and the two of us take this other one, since that's how the fight turned out. Sounds good to us. Mm, that seems fair. Ish. Ish. <laughs> they didn't do anything. We should just give it to Stripey. They took one of them down, you took the other one down. No. I guess I can't say anything because I did nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I did one point of damage. <laughs> <laughs> well... Mr. Guard, sir, I think you and I would define fair a little bit differently. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm in a generous mood today, so I'll let you have that one. I failed to see you make any significant moves on that one that you were fighting first. Oh, snap. He, he's kind of got you there, Asla. Oh, no, didn't you see? I, I, like, hit it once or twice, maybe? There's only two of them. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, we have, like, another two and a half weeks on this journey. Let's not get, get on these guys' bad side. <laughs> we gotta be a team oh, here. Yeah. Alright. I'll just hollow out its skull and wear it as a helmet till we get back. <laughs> I don't have skull. I'll hollow out its chitinous exoskeletal head and wear it as a helmet. Yeah, Tokus, those new things you have are uh yeah, pretty cool. Pretty right? amazing, huh? <laughs> They're super, yeah. super sweet gadgets. Well, you know that other sword you got's kinda cool. I didn't know you knew how to do that sword play. Well, I learned from you. We'll have to duel sometime. Spar sometime, yeah. Yeah, spar, yeah. Right now. <laughs> Between your violapult and your armor made of tiny gears, you're totally steampunk, man. I know you don't know mm. what that means, but you really are. <laughs> You'll learn about it. <laughs> it's <laughs> electric chain whip. Uh, well, okay, Tokus might not, yeah. but Sean does. <laughs> Just fitting so well into the Tinker Gnome look now. But none of my things work. I need to make them work for me. That's okay. You'll you'll learn. You'll you'll get more used to them. That's every. It's all new to you now. You spend all night just tinkering with your gear, trying to fix those mistakes. I'm trying to recalibrate the lightning lure because it did <laughs> not do what I wanted it to do. <laughs> we just see like periodic like with Tokus's skeleton in the tent. Another news: I was looking through the glossary and I found a picture of Stripey. On the last page. What? That's really sweet. Dang. Of the handbook. Of the, is it the right colors? Is it gray? That's the player's handbook? Yeah. Wow. It's, like one of the last, it's like the last page. Oh, man. Yeah, it is. We've got to have artwork done of the party at some point. Yeah, for sure. We really should. Especially now that we look so cool. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the level three artwork would be yeah, it would preferable be really over awesome. the last one. <laughs> True. <laughs> A lot of things about us at level three are preferable over level one. (laughs) (laughs) We go to uh, Elbrit and report in and say, uh, yeah, you know, all said and done, we didn't really suffer too many losses. That was, we weren't really fighting at our full potential there. Of 
course. So when when things really go south, don't worry. We'll be at max fighting capacity. We'll, we'll do a lot better than we did that time. I should hope so. Not that you're, what you did was terrible, but I didn't think I'd hired a, a badger as my guard. Yeah, well, you know, Stripey can surprise even the most astute observer. He's much more than he appears. He certainly seems to be. Regardless, job well done. Everyone is safe. The horses seem to be all right, if a bit spooked. Let's get back on the road and continue on. I uh, put my hand over my eyes visor-like and scan the horizon and say, I am certain that greater dangers await us further down the trail. I'd rather they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) 